Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I am your host, Paulette Reese-Denis, your catalyst for change and creativity. And today I am so excited <laughs> to bring you this amazing woman who is also a catalyst for women to create the life of their dreams. I'm so excited to have Susan Hyatt here with me today. And then oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted and thrilled to talk to you about all the things. Thanks for the invitation. All the things. Oh my gosh. All the things. Well, we don't have, you know, two weeks, but <laughs> <laughs> darn it. And I don't even know if that would do it, but, but it's so good. But anyway, Susan, I'll let her tell you a little bit about herself, but I'm so glad that you're here with us again today. And she is a best-selling author. I actually have her book right here, Bear, which she can tell us a little bit about. And uh, she is a master life coach. She's done TEDx. She travels the world and leads beautiful retreats. And um, she's my mentor and coach, which I'm also very excited about um, because we all need a coach. Yes, we do. <laughs> we all need a coach. Um, and so Susan... How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. You can just follow me around wherever I go and introduce me. Um, I'll be like, did you hear what she just said? Put some respect on this. Um, no, thank you for that intro. And it is absolutely my life's mission to help women become devoted to their own pleasure, take exceptional care of themselves and create whatever kind of life and business that they want. And so obviously working with you is a delight um, and you embody those things so beautifully. Um, so yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, okay. So you have this giant, beautiful, magical mission. Uh, and so I want to ask you, so what is magic to you? Oh, what a great question. I think magic is practical and it's all around us. And it's, um, I always joke that in order to pull off whatever it is that you want in life, you need spiritual grease and elbow grease. And so I believe in a, in a, in a healthy amount of magic in, in our daily lives. And so to me, it's not this sort of once in a while thing that just happens upon you, maybe, I think it's a tool that everyone has access to and, and it's quite honestly, such a delight to spend my daily life working in magic and witnessing magic every day. So when people tell me that they don't believe in magic or they don't believe in miracles, I was like, well, you need to come shadow me for the day. Cause I get, get to watch women create that for themselves. Yes, that's so beautiful. And that's what I always say too, is you got to mix the woo with the practical. Yes. <laughs> the woo with the do. I know. It's so good. It's so good. And um, yeah, there's so many ways of, so many tools that you can use to create magic, but to open yourself to live with everyday magic, to live lit up, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you embody that so well. Oh, well, so, thank you. So um, that was a great answer, by the way. I oh, thanks. It. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so self-care is a big part of what you do. 
And I'd love to know what you do, like daily, weekly, monthly for your own, uh, what feeds you and how do you take care of yourself? Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, a huge part of what I teach is in business is self-care as a business plan. Um, and what I do, what I have learned from being someone who didn't understand, um, how to take care of myself and really rebelled against it. And I formerly was also someone who just didn't really understand, that we're wired from head to toe for pleasure. Um, and then, so by denying ourselves what we're wired to experience, we create all kinds of problems for ourselves. And so as a woman who's devoted to her own pleasure and helping other women become women who are devoted to their pleasure, um, the things that I do um, start with the question because it can change and evolve. Um, and it's different for everyone. Um, but what are the conditions that I need to thrive and be my best? And so um, right now, the conditions that I need to thrive and be my best is um, daily movement. Um, I am, listen, I am a former couch potato. You know, I, I mean, Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Friend, I, I was like, you can't make me. Exercise. Um, you, I mean, literally, I, I just, it is, it is a miracle and magical to me <laughs> that I'm now someone who like really looks forward to movement um, and I require it for my mental health. So I run, I cycle, I lift weights, I hike. Um, I now am joking that I am an Olympic, an Olympian with my paddleboard, my stand-up paddleboard. I'm like, Scott, do you realize now <laughs> that you are living with an Olympian? He's like, shut up. You just figured out how to stand up on it. Um, but like, so I, <laughs> I like to, to boat and, and get on my stand-up paddleboard. Um, I was always someone that was really afraid of movement. And I was, I was, I'm, I'm naturally kind of clumsy, so, um, and as a kid, I was always like last picked for the team. Um, I just was told like, you're too uncoordinated and you're not an athlete and all those things. And so carrying those messages into adulthood, um, it was something I really shied away from. And what I know for sure is that I'm absolutely an athlete. Um, while I might not be playing tennis, um, there are other things I can do that don't require hand-eye coordination. Um, and so, so movement is one thing. Um, I also require a lot of sleep. Um, I'm turning 50 and am perimenopausal. And if I don't get my sleep, everyone around me knows it. Um, so like I go to bed early, I get up early, I move my body, I eat, um, in a way that powers me up. Um, and I have a lot of downtime and I, and I carve out a lot of time for fun. And so those are the things that, that are part of my self-care for sure. So what was the shift from couch potato to being this Olympian? <laughs> Um, uh, so, so I started noticing how tired I was and that I wasn't, I felt like I was, couldn't keep up. 
I couldn't keep up with just regular life. I couldn't keep up. I, my kids were really little at the time. They're 21 and 23 now. So I want to say, let's say they were five and seven at the time. Um, and my son, Ryan, who's now 23, um, I remember at the time thinking like, if for nothing else, I have to figure out how to get my energy back to keep up with this kid. Cause he's the, the, he was the type of kid that like he would figure out in the classroom or in the family or whatever, who's the alpha. And if it was not clear who the leader was in the room, he would assume that role real quick. <laughs> um, and so I just was, was it, it became obvious to me that in order for me to just do life, I'm gonna have to start doing some things differently. I can't be tired all the time and hitting the snooze button eight to 10 times and then running late and then going through the fast food drive-through three times a day and then coming home and wanting to do nothing but collapse on the couch. Like it became pretty obvious to me that that was no way to live. And I also wasn't gonna be able to raise these kids <laughs> in any way, shape or form in a way that I would be proud of unless I started figuring some stuff out. Sweet. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. And yes, movement, of course, you know me, uh, got to move and embody all that you desire. It's not just about moving physically, right? But it's right. moving spiritually and emotionally and mm. embodying everything. Yeah. So speaking of embodying, so what prompted this? Mm. what prompted the bear methodology or what prompted that? Well, I guess all of that. I mean, it's a book, but it's also something that you teach. Yeah. You train coaches in. Yes. So. Yes. We certify coaches in it. Um, what, what prompted bear was that way back in the day. So Oh seven, um, I was still really mired in diet culture and, um, thought that helping women lose weight and it was strictly from an aesthetic point of view like that smaller was better and over time what I started to learn was that that was not the case um, and what diet culture was and that my real gift in the food and body arena was helping a woman come home to herself and love the skin that she was in. And so I started to really look at typical weight loss um, strategies and techniques. And I started to find the gaps there and the true self-care path there. And I started to track what was it that I was doing and saying with clients that really made a difference inside. Um, because right, I had gone down the road of helping people lose weight and, and it didn't matter the amount of weight that was lost if the inner, the true inner work wasn't done. Cause it was never enough. Like we, we live in a culture where, you know you could never be thin enough. You could never be rich enough. You could never, it, it's just, we're so trained to be consumers mm -hmm. and to be dissatisfied. And so Bear was born from that place of like, what actually impacts a woman long-term? And 
I really wanted to disrupt an industry, um, you know, that, that makes its, mo its money off women feeling like they're not good enough because of whatever gene size they're wearing. Yeah. Disrupt the industry. I love that. Well, you are a very good disruptor. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy disruption. I know you do. And I love that about you. I love that energy of, you know, like, I'm not afraid to to show what I feel and say what I mean and stand up to your face. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I really admire that about you, but I, it's also like, um, a mission. Yeah, it is absolutely a mission. Um, and, and I will say <laughs> I, there was a, a time when it was very difficult to get publishers interested in a book that wasn't a gimmicky diet. Mm -hmm. And um, when my daughter was little, she was, I think she was about 10 because she was in the fourth grade and she's the, she's a September birthday. So she's one of the older kids in her class. So we're talking nine and 10 year olds. And I, and I had this moment when it was like, difficult. I felt like it was difficult to explain what I was trying to do. And I've always had multiple things going on in my business. And, you know, a lot of popular, um, marketing advice is to just stick to one thing. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I've got, I've got like business and I've got this bear stuff and maybe I just need to pick, and maybe I just need to go with the businessy stuff. And that day, my daughter came home from school and I was unpacking her lunchbox, you know, and it's like, you know, Capri Sun goop and like jello stuff. Like I'm like cleaning all that out. And she said, Hey, uh, mom, she was like, something weird happened today at the lunch table. And she said, All the girls at my table, except for me, made a pact to go on a diet and not eat their lunches today. And she was like, she'd heard enough of me, what I had to say. And she was like, that's messed up, right? That's wrong. Right. And I was like, yes, that's messed up. And I, I just was talk about magic. I was kind of like, okay, I hear you. Like, I can't leave these little girls starving in the cafeteria and it continues right every day. And so in terms of mission, I really refuse to leave my sisters in the street. You know, I refuse to turn my back on spreading the message that like everything you think you're going to get from these violent diets, you can get from pleasure. You can get from taking really great care of yourself. And so um, while I think we've made some headway, um, we still have a long, long way to go. It's so true. And I think that, um, you know, having taught dancers around the world for the last 30 years, I see body, all kinds of body images, body yeah. shame, body love. And yeah. part of what my mission is also to teach how to love yourself, yes. and love the skin that you're in. And it has to start on the inside. Mm -hmm. I mean, it totally has to start on the inside. It and absolutely does because it, it really doesn't matter how the body's presenting itself today. Um, it really doesn't because like I have been um, thinner than I am now and hated, like just wanted to cover every bit of myself up. And I've been much heavier than I am now and completely delighted 
And so it's, it's all an inside job. Um, it really is because we externally we're, we're told no matter what we're doing it wrong. Right. And to, um, you know, in my experience too, with these dancers is that they have to look at themselves in the mirror mm -hmm. during class every day. Mm -hmm. And there are times when they were like, I can't, I can't look in the mirror. I can't look at myself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look at how gorgeous you are. Feminine divinity, <laughs> right? Yeah. About honoring the feminine and, uh, and women. And I know you love to smash the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Which <laughs> you talk about quite often, which I love. Um, wow. Okay. So I love that you say you love to ruffle all the feathers. So what feathers are you going to ruffle next? <laughs> What's next? Well, um, you know, I, in terms of what, what's current, um, for ruffling feathers, you know, the life coaching industry. So, you know, our industry has historically been very white, um, very heterosexual, uh, very male dominated. And right. And so, um, you know, I definitely have benefited from a lot of privilege in this industry and really want to change and elevate other voices. And so um, mm. at the University for Life Coach Training, we have a, a very diverse faculty um, and we're continuing to expand the way that our the way that we train coaches and the, and the coaching tools that we use and teaching coaches how to be trauma-informed and everything through a DEI lens. And so I have ruffled quite a few feathers <laughs> with this endeavor. Um, I, I remember when I launched the university um, in 2020, um, I felt the effects and have felt the effects of of people not liking that in the industry and wanting things to remain the same, wanting to retain power. And um, so can, I call you it, can you elaborate on that? Like, like what happened? Um, people who were formerly um, colleagues that would send me business stopped. People who would, would refer my work to others stopped. Um, it, and it was abrupt. Wow. Um, that shocks me. <laughs> it, it, I felt it. I felt it. Um, and I called my good friend, Pam Slim, who is a great, um, published bestselling author and coach. And, and I was just saying to her, like what I was experiencing. And she was like, um, so here's the thing you, you don't get to challenge white supremacy and come out unscathed. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> right. That's what I signed up for. Yeah. So, um, so that like, that is current, you know, so diet culture, um, continues, um, and different facets of the patriarchy continues. I mean, it's, it's constant. Um, and here we are, you know, looking at um, what's happening in the U.S. politically um, and, just, and just being a voice for women everywhere. Yeah, love it. Well, 
such great work to do in the world. And, and when you do it, you do make magic and you do create change and you, you do help women see other ways of being. Yeah. And you're so good at being a listener, you know, like you, you seem to, you can kind of feel the whole surface. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and step over it <laughs> in those damn high heels. <laughs> they come in handy. <laughs> Let me tell you people, she's got the wardrobe. Let me tell you about her <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> Listen, I do. It delights me, which is part of the bear process is to adorn yourself in Absolutely. ways that delight you. <laughs> well, I'm all for that. And uh, I know, and I've been a chameleon all my life. You know, I kind of shift into this thing and shift into this thing and have all these layers of businesses mm -hmm. and ideas. And, and um, I think I read in your book that you had at one point, you had a bunch of clothes and you put it on and you felt ugly or not pretty or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so how did that shift happen? Well, it's interesting and, and also relates to your question about magic. I think that um, the fabric that we put against our skin has an energy. And um, I was putting things against my skin that made me feel um, frumpy or I, I, I remember having the thought, and, I, and some of the examples I shared were like, I was just going and buying beige-ish suits <laughs> that were just would cover everything. And, and I remember thinking, I just want to look acceptable. It's like, ugh, like Ooh. I can't even, right? Like just, <laughs> just let me look acceptable and fly under the radar. I used to say like, I just want to fly under the radar. What? Like this, the, the difference in me today is so, so dramatic, but I started to um, realize in my work with women that most women have a uniform and like a, like multiple sizes. So like ambition sizes, and then like all these different sizes they're keeping because they're yo-yo um, dieting. And um, most of the time women aren't adorning themselves in ways that feel fabulous. So they're, they're just trying to like, like they're refusing to buy fabulous pieces until they get to that ambition size. Um, or, or they're spending all their money on their family. They're, they're not prioritizing themselves in any way. And like, I can do closet work with a woman and, and learn a lot really quickly yeah. about, you know, what they're, so now of course, you know, I'm dressing according to feeling state and how I want to feel instead of, let me just cover myself up or let me try to look, women will try to look as thin as possible. Like the goal is like, what looks slimming because diet culture trains us to think that thinner is better. And so in terms of wardrobe and the work that I've done with myself is, is more, you know, adorning myself according to how I want to feel. Yes. And, um, and you could go to my wardrobe right now and there's nothing in there, nothing that doesn't fit that I don't love. I refuse. I refuse. I love that so much. And that's, you know, you got to love it. You got to love it. 
-hmm. not just like it. Right. Love it. If it's just like, I don't care if it's on sale, if you don't love it, that's too expensive because it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you energy. Yeah. I tell you, it's been, it's been so much fun the last couple of years. So I kind of retired from performing, but in, when I performed, I mean, we were decked out. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, I had 20 necklaces and big turbans and jewelry everywhere and never enough. And then, (laughs) but then in my other life, I would wear black. Oh, right. My daily life, just because I didn't want to dress up because I dressed up all the time. Right, right. But now I don't do that. In my closet, I tell you, if I had a stylist come in, she'd probably puke. (laughs) Because there is every color, everything. I have been having so much fun adorning myself in a different way. And it lights me up. And I don't care. And and that's why it's like, like uh, any stylist that you would work with would need to understand that, right? Like it's not just about... Um, you know, matching some kind of palette or whatever. And, and I think that really good stylists don't try to make you look anything other than who you are. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's not about which color suits you best. Right. And I love all the color you wear. We have that in common. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so fun. Right. It's, it's really fun. And like, why, like my husband is constantly laughing because he has sort of like his uniform of like khaki shorts and a polo, you know, and then I'll come out and something absolutely over the top. And he's just like, do you know, like we're, we're just going to like fill in the blank. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to be there. This is how I want to look. And he's just like, oh my God. (laughs) And he loves you for it. He does love it. He's always like, you just look like a million bucks always. And I was like, that's because I love what I'm putting on. And you feel like a million bucks. Yes. Yeah. So good. All right, ladies. Did you hear that out there? So what are you going to wear today? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Put something on that lights you up and throw that other shit away. (laughs) Get it out of there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been so delightful. Um, I know we got to wrap it up. So Ah, what would be some words of wisdom from Susan Hyatt? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Um, Here's the thing that I hope everyone listening gets is that, you know, this is it. This is it. Um, This is our one life. And unless you believe in reincarnation, but this is, this is your one life on this earth right now. And if you're not admitting to yourself what you really want, then you have no ability to live in a way to blow your own mind. And it is possible. I don't care what has happened in your past. I don't care what your current circumstances is. You can start to figure out what it is that you really want and take little baby steps towards that. Um, and I just want to encourage you to dream, allow yourself to dream a little bit about how you want your life to be, because my, one of my taglines is if you can crave it, you can create it. And I, and I 
believe wholeheartedly that you wouldn't even be able to come up with the craving unless it was meant for you or some version of it was meant for you. So that's really my parting thing. Like allow yourself to dream and admit what you really want and then get with a great coach like Paulette to figure out how to create that. Awesome. I love that too. I love everything about this. I love everything about you. <laughs> I think it's a mutual adoration society here today. So and that's a good I thing too. so right. appreciate you having me. Oh, I'm so glad you took the time to be here. And everyone out there in heart and hustle land, thank you for being here. I'm so delighted that you get to meet Susan and all the people I bring to you on this show. Um, that's part of my mission is to help network and share the love and share people's stories. The stories are so amazing and profound. And we all have stories that need to be told, mm. that need to be spoken and need to be listened to, right? To be yeah. seen and to be heard is what we're all about. Yeah. So um, thank you again for being here. And people, if you like this, please leave a review and subscribe. And you can join my tribe and you can join Susan's tribe. I will give you all her information. She always has delightful programs and challenges and groups of incredible creative entrepreneurs. Um, and until we meet again, many blessings. Mwah.